Hey, so <clears throat> here we are, episode six, I believe. Uh, been a while. I was actually just about to just start doing yoga, but uh, I had a bit of a brainwave, and I figured I'd just, uh, you know, get it all out there before I forget what I wanted to talk about. Right, let's uh, get started. Right, so what's been going on, huh? Uh, a lot of shit a lot of shit but uh, also not a lot of shit which is a cool little transition we can make into about the uh, contradictory nature of life like everything is and it isn't you know we're going deep here today but before we dig into that I got a lot of uh, people asking me to give them shout outs so here they are. You know who you are. I'm not going to name you because it's a little sad that you're asking me to give you shout outs. So here's your shout out, but it's impersonal. Shrouded in a shadow. Uh, <laughs> what do I want to talk about? Honestly, there's a lot of shit I want to talk about. Uh, to begin with, I think I'm going to keep this episode longer than what my previous ones have been uh for one because i've i've genuinely felt that i've i've only sort of scratched the surface of the sort of things that i wanted to talk about in the previous episodes because i've sort of been like uh a little in fear that an episode that's too long is gonna lose people's attention and all that stuff and maybe it will maybe it won't i don't i shouldn't shouldn't care about it as much as i do so this is a bit of an experiment to see how uh, a longer format episode will go. That's one thing. Second thing is I've noticed like this week especially, uh, I didn't feel that um, excitement to record and put out something as much as I have in the previous weeks. And I think I talked about this in uh, one of the episodes. Yeah, I mean, the excitement doesn't have to determine whether or not this is something I'm going to do. Like I said, from the very start, it's very low pressure. So there's going to be weeks that are kind of barren and there's going to be weeks where I get like waves of ideas hitting me one after another, which I want to talk about. And I feel excited about talking about. Um, anyway, so what, what? let's just start with like what's been up. I've been partying a little too much. Uh... It's been so strange being back because, like, it's almost as if this fucking disease doesn't even exist the way people act. Like, the mask is only the token. The masks are the only thing that have changed, really. Like, besides that, life seems to be going down completely normal. Uh, and the whole partying thing, like, it's been fun. I've got to hang out with a lot of friends that I haven't seen in ages and catch up and stuff. But, uh kind of taken a toll on my body and the amount of recovery the days uh, the amount of days it requires for me to recover is just sad like I'm in my mid-twenties <clears throat> and uh, you know it takes me like three days to get back to normal uh, sleep and mentally and all that shit so partying been partying's been fun but i've kind of enjoyed this like downtime of not doing anything just kicking back watching shit reading books and stuff speaking of which i, I was i watched finally finished uh, the queen's gambit 
which is fucking great i thought the series was amazing i did have a problem uh with the last episode i thought it was a little like too cheesy for my taste like it was too written in a way that really wanted to you know dial in and double down on the emotion of it sort of like directed you into feeling a certain way which i'm not a huge fan of uh from movies and tv shows uh it felt very like spielbergy you know like all the spielberg's movies make you feel a certain way like you and you want to cry by the end of it uh out of whether it's tears of joy or sadness and they're very much like the entire movie is pushing you in that direction and everything works in works in that favor the music the writing the direction the actors the actresses and i didn't feel the queen's gambit was like this and also i don't have any issue with spielberg i think he is obviously a uh, great director and i like a lot of his movies but would i watch a spielberg movie again no i wouldn't like it's not a movie you, you're not going to sit down and watch like et over and over or forest gump over and over unless you're in a very specific mood or you're fucking crazy because those movies are not meant to be be watched again there one time watches like i remember when war horse came out i thought it was the greatest movie i've ever seen mostly because it made me feel a certain way and it had an animal as the protagonist so you kind of like uh feel an extra layer of sadness if you're weird like i am uh but i think i watched it only once or maybe i watched it twice whereas like a nolan movie which are, which nolan himself is very thematic based director you can watch his movies endlessly and i'm not even talking about the complicated ones like inception or interstellar or tenet like even his old school ones like uh, insomnia you can watch over and over uh and there's a reason for that because it's written in a way that allows you to experience the whole range of emotion organically and i think that's what uh queen's gambit did really well in the first six episodes like it was so fast paced uh it was very like real and raw and emotional but the last episode i just felt like i don't know it felt a little too stretched out it felt a little like you wanted to like they really forced you they really wanted you to feel uh what movies want you to feel and i kind of like didn't dig it as much but it wasn't that big of an issue i i really like this show i started playing chess again i'm like i'm sure many people who watched it took it up again i'm garbage at it of course but uh it's been cool to like play again it's it's been a like a decade i think since i last played but it was always something i kind of like scratched the surface of which is basically the story of my life what i think about all the various interests that i've had is they've always been like things i've in, been interested in and then i sort of like scratch the surface a little bit and then i move on to the next and yeah that's basically been my entire life and i think actually read this thing today talking about the novelty of new experiences and how that helps couples uh create a deeper level of commitment which makes sense and i mean i'm speaking of it clearly from an individual's perspective but uh the feeling you get when you the way they describe it is the feeling you get when you take a risk uh sort of deepens your sense of self 
through like the release of excitement and endorphins and dopamine and all these things and from what it was the way it was written was that if couples try different things together they end up deepening their commitment to each other because of that release of those chemicals that they share so which makes sense but in my context like i've just enjoyed the thrill the rush i get from initially trying new things and then when they fade away it's about it's about a like a uh, judgment call whether or not i'm going to pursue it and this podcast is a perfect example of that i don't know whether this is where this is going to go how long this is going to go for and there's been a few things in my life that i've stuck by like working out doing yoga like rock climbing you know uh meditating these are things that i've tried i love the new thrill of it and then eventually they sort of settled down where they became more habitual in nature where the excitement of it sort of died but uh there's a very real chemical release that happens when i do all of those things for uh, most of it adrenaline be and and uh, by relation to that adrenaline there's an, there's endorphins and serotonin and stuff and i recognize these things i but i'm not actively like conscious of them when i'm doing these things i just seem to know that those are the reasons why i keep going back like i know for sure that i'm very much addicted to adrenaline like i love the junk high and it took a little bit of a, a processing uh through experience for me to realize that that was one of the reasons why i enjoyed getting fucked up so much like i loved that rush and i still do but it's become very more sporadic in nature uh that uh you know i spend time searching for a rush just for the sake of it i don't do it as much anymore because for one just the health consequences but also like i think there's other ways to achieve it and i've i seem to have found like a decent enough balance for myself to have replaced like uh getting fucked up by something else you know anyway that's uh kind of a random uh tangent if you want to call it but uh so there's actually one thing from the queen's gambit uh there's a really cool line uh which kind of again it sort of personifies uh, my own life and my like the ventures that i've taken and stuff it's a really cool line it's uh, it's mm, what's his name shabil her mentor uh telling her that you know there's two sides to the coin there's your gift and there's what it costs you and there's so many variations of that line that mean the same thing in economics it's just opportunity cost uh but um i think within that context uh, it's the it's the context of competition right like you see this a lot in competitive people in competitive spirit like win no matter what win like even if it costs you relationships and and friendships and you know all that sort of stuff and uh i think there was a, a really long time ago there was a side to me that was like that like when i was a kid uh i was very competitive about especially in sports uh, i still am competitive more in like the context of now my team and shit but most of the things that i do physically are individual in nature like rock climbing gym uh etc swimming um but i i think like back in the day when i was like 12 13 14 uh 
if there would there had been someone who is there like a coach or a mentor or whatever who is like you got to you know uh drive into that you got to steer into that spirit of competitiveness if that's what you want and someone if there was someone there to help me channel that i probably would have my life would have been a completely to could have taken a completely different trajectory and it's just interesting to think about that through the context of that line because i i mean i have no regrets i'm too young to have any regrets first of all and i'm also i'm not like uh spiritually awoke enough to to know whether or not i've i've had any regrets or not i just like i'm 26 years fucking years old you know life is way too life is short but life is long like i have a lot more living to do uh if i i find it so fucking i hear hilarious when people like my age are like oh you know you can't have any regrets mate uh or you know regrets are corrosive and all that it's like yes they are but they're also not like you can have a very real regret in life and use that to channel something bigger that you want out of your life you know like you could have something that you do regret doing or not doing and then use that as fuel to do something you want to do so yeah i mean again i keep veering off into random tangents but uh, essentially like when i when i heard that line i was like wow man it's a fucking cool line and again philosophically it's got so many implications and i often find myself in conflict when i'm recording so i'm saying i often feel in conflict a little bit when i uh, i'm recording this and things get a little philosophical uh, for starters because i'm not uh, very well versed in like uh, in the traditional sense of what different different types of philosophies um but also because uh, i i think it's just a, a conflict that i have within myself often where i'm like listen don't get too philosophical try and keep your feet on the ground be practical where needed etc and uh, i think it sort of just translates because i'm sp- pretty li- literally just speaking into a mic at this point so it's it's more like um off the dome not really thinking not structured uh and actually i actually read something today this is a really cool article on this website called ideo punk that a friend sent me called uh, 100 tips for a better life and uh, there was a period in my life in like early part of college uh undergrad when i used to like read a lot of this shit uh i got too caught up in it and it's very easy to get caught up in this and i think this article is very good because it even addresses the fallacy in articles like this like it's literally there's one tip that says you know best advice is personal advice which so all these things are generally uh, all these things are, are generalizations there uh you know they're not meant they just because they are on a website doesn't mean it will directly apply to your own life which is something that i didn't really recognize when i used to read all these things back in the day but this article was really cool also because it was uh it's it's rooted in some level of practicality like it's very grounded it's it's self aware in its voice and i think often time more often than not especially in these blogging days 
that we're living in and like all sorts of journals exist now people are very quick on jumping on the self help advice self improvement category of of writing without really being self aware in what you're writing and the uh, it's a, i find that so uh like disgusting in a sense that um anyone who has achieved some level of emotional maturity within themselves will recognize the fake false tonality in all these in these like especially i'm thinking of course of buzzfeed that 26 ways to find happiness or whatever like and then you're reading a fucking gif you know there's no meat to any of these things so anyway again there's another one of my patented tangents uh but this article there's there's a one, there's one or two things that i found to be super super cool which i which are generally not talked about a lot and i think this could actually apply to a lot of our own lives uh like i have a friend who constantly asks me um you know how is it i work out or like how do you motivate yourself to work out and on like i mean i don't think i've really told this person this but uh it's it's it becomes such a second it's become such a habitual part of my life like it's second nature and all it is is i mean you could you could frame it as discipline but uh, like i love it now so it doesn't feel uh like work but um back when i first started and i was like you know not very good at what i'm doing like even with the rock climbing or uh, it was just more of a, it was more of discipline where i'd just be like okay do it these many days and forget about it like don't go crazy over it and there's one tip in this article says discipline is superior to motivation the former can be trained the latter is fee- is fleeting and you can never achieve great things if you're only relying on motivation and that's so fucking true and i think it comes uh in many ways it's second nature to a lot of people like um uh maybe by the way they were raised it's like it's something that hit in the best way possible when they were kids that allowed them to sort of like flourish without thinking about it and i think this is just a weird uh this is how my brain works right like i'm always trying to analyze things i'm always trying to look at myself and reflect and you know find like the holes or the non holes and in, in the way i think and the way i behave but i don't think most people are like that and i think most people in probably even the majority of people listening to this are uh like the including myself actually we all function on autopilot we function on a mode of autopilot where we'll gravitate to doing things that are the most familiar to us in times when in times of boredom but also in times when we're not sure what to do that time that which is a huge and there is a difference between boredom and not being sure what to do with your time like you would be bored as fuck reading a book you know but you could uh be unsure of like you could just be sitting and be like oh what do i do next and the autopilot mode often for people who have that like discipline instilled in them from a very young age will automatically allow them to like achieve things more uh like will achieve things quicker than people who don't have that so i think this is a really this is one thing that stuck out to me all for one reason because i know it 
uh, I'm not saying I apply it to myself all the time, but I know it and like it's been something that has been a part of my thinking for a long time. And then there's generally so many fucking cool things like in this article. Uh, it's written in analogies, but it's written like just direct, straightforward language grounded in its nature and its content and it's beautiful. Like there's one thing about improving the importance of improving communication skills. It's literally, all he says is, you can improve your communication skills with practice, but you, uh, or it says, you can improve your communication skills faster and more effectively with practice than you can improve your intelligence. Uh, and that's true. Like some people, again, like, you know, we're born with this intelligence and we're not and then some of some of us can train certain aspects of our brain or like our intelligence to be better but communication is the fucking key like you have to be able to improve your interpersonal connections like i know too many people and i've been that person myself before and probably still am in many ways who are not good at reading the room they're not good at at seeing who's around them before they open their mouth and say what they think is okay and there's again there's good and bad to that it's good to be bold but it's not always good to be bold so in that sense this one makes a lot of sense and again it comes back to what i started off this episode with but like life is full of contradictions right and it takes a level of experience but also understanding of the world around us and the people and the dynamics of people to know that life is full of contradictions and that's again that's why fucking life is so beautiful because it doesn't make sense so i mean and i think if you guys have been listening to my podcast over the last few episodes and stuff you will see that this is probably a recurring theme where a lot of how i live and perceive life to be is very much from the frame of like life is beautiful there's good and bad it needs to be lived through love and uncertainty is amazing. Just related to the communication thing that I talked about earlier, there's another really great one that says, there's no interpersonal situation that can't be improved by knowing more about who you are, basically. And again, that can be applied to exactly what I just spoke about because, uh, you know, you need to know who you are, but you also need to know how it affects the people you're around. Yeah, there's really cool things uh, towards the end, like there's a section called Joy and these are basically, uh, like he's listed out some stuff that uh, could help perhaps with happiness and joy and contentment and stuff. And I mean, these things are like things that I've tried to apply to my own life for like, you know, at least half a decade now. And... uh, for that very reason, because I had read, of course, somewhere along the way that, you know, doing these things can lead to happiness, at least happiness within you on an individual level before you go out, go about trying to make change elsewhere. Anyway, I'll just, I'll just read these, uh, these ones that really stuck out to me, like this one that he starts with called human mood being influenced by exercise, good sleep, light and being in nature. And he ends that uh, statement with it's cheap to experiment with these again i think joy is and and happiness can be found in uh in the simplest of things you know 
but he's too often caught up in the bullshit to realize this and we're caught up in the bullshit by no fault of our own like for example the whole doc- the documentary social the social dilemma i found it really hilarious and ironic that everyone was talking about the social dilemma on social media the social dilemma is a documentary of how social media is toxic and it's addictive and it's bad for you yet it was made viral via social media and the people talking about the social dilemma on instagram failed to see the irony of what they're doing and that's what i mean like i were over complicating things without realizing how we're over complicating things when literally we can feel better our mood can be lifted by going out for a walk in a park with some trees you know ideally in sunlight uh it's amazing and sleeping well people like why the fuck this whole idea exists of you know you can sleep when you're dead yeah motherfucker you will die earlier if you don't sleep well there's you know tons of studies showing the importance of sleep in recovery as well mental and physical obviously so that one was really it stood out to me and then this the second one is the best you have vanishingly little political influence and every thought you spend on politics will probably come to nothing consider building things instead or at least going for a walk again beauty in simplicity happiness in simplicity and especially in this modern age like we're so obsessed with big picture top down politics like for example national and international level politics where we literally have zero influence but where we don't know who the mayor of our little county is where the impact of his actions or her actions affects us way more than what the fucking un governor does you know in some re- rhetoric uh, driven bullshit bureaucratic agenda like and again i learned i i learned this about myself more when i was studying international relations in undergrad where you know i sort of realized that like none of what i'm studying and is going to matter because you see patterns like history repeats itself politically uh we go through the same things over and over and it doesn't fucking matter what you do but it does matter what you do on an individual level like if you do care about the environment for example then fucking recycle like for me it was like i'm not going to be obsessed with what my actions and how they impact things on a bigger picture i'm just going to impa- uh, do what i feel is right and do what i like that's it it's about simplifying it's about making things easier and this is this is another one that's just like yeah just build something you know get your hands dirty so like cooking is so cool because you're like touching things and you feel the texture of food you there's a chance you might cut your finger or something and there's blood like it's real it's all real it's driven from within it's like physiologically driven there's another one i really liked uh about you know you don't have to love your job we see all this bullshit like i talked about last time you know do what you love and you never uh, work a day for the rest of your life is like yes but also that's not always a practical possibility for for most people 
and basically it's, what this thing says is you don't have to love your jobs jobs can be many things but there are way to make money so, sometimes that's all they are it's all they have to be make money where you have to and then use your time efficiently to on things that you care about things that actually make you happy and that's okay there's nothing wrong with you know doing that and approaching things from from that sort of mindset and then there's uh this one i love too it's about being sophisticated and how sophistication won't really make you enjoy things a bit any more than being unsophisticated in nature for example being overly sophisticated about your wine will force you into buying like the most expensive bottle of wine but if you scale it up a 40 a 40 dollar bottle of wine is not 10 times less uh tasty or enjoyable than a 400 dollar bottle of wine so in that sense sophistication kind of fucks you over right and i love that as well because all these things basically all these things show you show me at least that uh being an ideologue about yourself is uh just shooting yourself in the foot like if you claim to be a wine snob you're probably just boxing yourself into that you don't have to be that you can be whatever the fuck you want to be and that's another there's there's another one that uh that's related to that he says keep your identity small and then he the in quotes it says i'm not the kind of person who does things like that unquote is not an explanation it's a it's a it's a trap exactly it it like calling yourself a nerd you know you're automatically fitting into a box that doesn't exist what the fuck is a nerd you know like who def- who created that who defined that no like and whoever did they define that probably for themselves so define your own self right like that's the bottom line in everything so it's it's why like someone like joe rogan is is so fucking cool in the sense that he is a martial arts expert but he does a podcast where he interviews insane people from incredibly diverse industries but he's also a comic like he has not boxed himself into any thing specifically and he's just done things and made it made him happy and he's found a way to monetize on it and make him and be successful and that's the key uh and finally i guess we can sort of we don't have to end on this i might rant a bit more about other shit but uh when i was reading this next one uh earlier it it really like struck a chord with me i'll just quote it directly it says sometimes unsolvable questions like what is my purpose and why should i exist lose their force upon lifestyle fixes in other words seeing friends regularly and getting enough sleep can go a long way to solving existentialism that that fucking you know struck a chord so hard because i think i was sort of maybe like a week before flying out to india i was sort of go- dealing with these uh questions again like everyone i feel like everyone goes through these things over and over but i was just sort of like oh man you know i don't really feel as though i have a purpose in life and uh 
I was sort of like trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my, like professionally like what's my career and shit one of the reasons probably why I was thinking like that was because I was live I was in isolation like I lived with my flatmates of course but our life our life hours are very different and I feel as though like I like my own space right so so oftentimes like I would just like we would go me and my flatmates would go days without really having any real conversations of substance we would fuck around a little bit have some banter and stuff but yeah so that maybe you know led me to sort of feel as though like i was in a middle midst of another existential crisis in my mid 20s for fuck's sake uh and then that almost solved itself like immediately when i ended up seeing two of my friends who i hadn't seen in a long time and we you know caught up had some fucking laughs uh the next day i woke up feeling like a million bucks and it's pretty beautiful and there's another thing that uh, that's sort of related to this on in this list that talks about how both introverts and extroverts can sort of benefit from being slightly more extroverted extrovertish which again makes sense because all all that means is you have to sort of just interact with people a bit more and and that could go a long way in like sort of setting things straight and balancing your body and your mind a little bit so that one really struck struck me and also because if you think about any existential philosopher that's famous that you know like camus and fucking uh, nietzsche and all these guys they lived in fucking isolation they lived in isolation for the most part these guys died at 30 they usually drank themselves to death or they died of some fucking hideous disease they couldn't really communicate well darwin was not known to be bad in bed you have your gift and what it costs you uh so i don't know like i think if there is uh, a perfect circle ending to this it could just be I think over the last how many ever years my priorities have sort of shifted from that double down on what your gift is and replaced with open like let's enjoy communication more and enjoy like living in that uh bottom half of that circle if the communication aspect is the bottom half of the circle and the gift is the top half I wanted to sort of enjoy living in the bottom half a bit more and I guess that's kind of what this podcast is is in many ways it's me sort of uh, figuring out and and like uh, learning to communicate better and this is episode 6 and I already know that I'm shit at it like I yeah I'm not the best but it's still fun uh, you know I enjoy it a lot uh, kind of feels like I'm giving a speech so i guess that is a really nice way to end when i started doing this episode specifically i wasn't really i i didn't plan on it going in this direction but it kind of became a little bit of a philosophical one just by nature of what i've been doing recently and how i've been thinking uh and i've enjoyed it uh, it's been a fun episode and i think i'm going to do more of these uh hopefully not too many that it becomes too preachy in nature that's something i'm really kind of avoiding i don't want this to be like a practical advice giving thing uh like i said and i keep saying this is just me sort of going through and unloading what's in my head into the world 
into the universe and that sort of disappears into the into starlight cool so finally i guess one last thing uh, i've noticed there's like people who've followed the instagram page who i don't know personally and i love it and i i, I love that people think that this is interesting but for those people if you've made it this far and if you're listening to this if you have any feedback or like if you could leave a rating on any of the spotify or the pod or the apple music uh, apps that would be great and if you have any feedback uh, just like message me on the meditations with aman instagram page with something you would like to hear or something like that and if i dig it i'll do it uh cool that's that um, i'm off to do some yoga see you guys next time peace